good evening, everyone. It's Cameron Live, Friday night, and it's the the second week of February. Could you imagine February? Excuse me, July. July. Wow, two thousand nineteen. I'm telling you, too fast. Anyway, I'd like to yeah. introduce my co-host today, and uh, Danny Cruz, and Thank uh, you, Cameron, and uh, Bernadette. We don't know where she went, but we, you know, uh, wish her a very good day, uh, evening. So wherever she is, please call in, and we'd love to hear from you if you like. Anyway, what a what a week it was. You heard about uh, about Facebook. U.S. regulators approve record five billion Facebook fine. This is the largest ever levied by the Federal Trade Commission. Oh, that's going to go down in history. Tech company, yeah, in history. That's one yeah, news. The lawyers, the lawyers will make money on that one. Yeah, the money, they'll make money behind it. And also, U.S. Labor Secretary Acosta resigns over Epstein case. Right. Uh, and I think he was told to resign. A Trump appointee resigns amid pressure over his brokering of a 2008 plea deal for Jeffrey Epstein. What a guy. Well, the Department of Labor girl. has the Department of Labor has its issues. I was friends with Carl Felicio. He was the deputy secretary. Uh-huh under Hilda Solis, Secretary Solis, and he uh-huh. was the uh, former Lehman Brothers vice president before it collapsed. And uh-huh. uh, he took me out um, several times to different restaurants and um, bought me new clothes and everything like that. He was a really good guy. But, um, you know, just uh, I think the dealings with the public and the Department of Labor, um, they have to watch themselves. They have to watch what, what lines they cross and uh, right. what interactions they have. And Epstein was just a terrible thing. It was a terrible image to have on the Department of Labor and um, I'm sure that he was asked to resign, like you said. Well, I think Trump asked him to resign because it was too much controversy, and the guy is going to go to this, I think he's not going to get a deal. He's going to go to prison this time. Yeah, yeah the too much- child, child predators, uh, you know, the Clinton uh, scandal, they said the pizza, uh, the pizza shop in Washington, D.C. Um, right. Had all, had all the pedophiles and the politicians in the back room. There was an investigation. Of, uh, I forget the journalist's name, but he went in undercover and started looking around and trying to dig deeper. But um, it's a right. pedoph- pedophilia and the politicians uh, seem to go hand in hand, at least in theory. Yeah, that's true because a lot of the politicians, uh, when they hide it, it comes out, and when they get involved with it, it comes out. So it's a horrible day for U.S. for that to happen. And we're, yeah, and what we're doing is awful. we're, we're uh, you know, what we're turning the other cheek when we get to these guys like Acosta. And Acosta, I don't think this is going to be, I think he's going to go through more uh, political stuff. I think this is the only thing that's going to happen with the uh, yes. former labor secretary. Do you agree with me? Yeah, is I agree with you. Only? I think he has, a, yeah, he, he had a lot of work to do with, uh, uh, minimum wage, you know, the Department of right. Labor has been focusing so much on agriculture and bringing farmers' wages up to a minimum wage uh, right. for, for a living salary. You know, they're focused on on uh, the rural issues just as much as they are the, the big city um, issues that they have to deal with. But, um, yeah, I've gotten a, a little versed in, in the Department of Labor and what they focus <laughs> on. And the craziness that goes on Department of Labor. And now we'll, we'll send our prayers for all the people uh, bracing in Louisiana for the big storm. Tropical storm Barry is gathering strength and expected to make a landfall late on Friday night or Saturday morning. So, ugh, that it's, it's horrible yeah, to live out there. Prayers. Oh, yeah, well, I think our prayers are heard, definitely, because uh, that, that coincidence was more than a coincidence, talking about the earthquakes yeah, uh, yeah. And, and our emotions about earthquakes just, as it hit, those two earthquakes at the same time. Um, and it's the first I'm time sure. I ever did a program where an earthquake ha- actually happened. Same time really? as the program. Yeah, because oh I never had that happen. And it was interesting to feel it was like a rolling sound. My sister was in Las Vegas, so they felt it there. But I didn't feel it until the night when I did the I show. I thought you did a great job going through uh, looking for the, the latest news that you, that was breaking. Uh, oh, yeah. With the 5.1 the and the oh, 7.1. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one job. was, that felt, a lot of people said it was a 7.1. I felt here 
like a 5.9, which is really crazy. Also in the news, Bob Dylan today performed with Neil Young in London, and they did a, a show about uh, the Good Times Roll, and I would have loved to go to that show. Anyway, I would have loved to sold do out, that. sold out show in London. Anyway, wow, uh, uh, I believe Bob Dylan's great, one of the greatest. So is Neil Young. So they were all they were together. Now turbulence injures 37 on Air Canada flight. A flight from Vancouver right. to Sydney hits a severe patch of turbulence and is diverted to Hawaii. So if it's diverted to Hawaii. You know, Were any passengers injured in that? I, I was just reading up on this. Injured 37. 37, yes. Yeah, passengers. They ejected some. Did it eject some some of the passengers? Let me see. It, 37. Uh, the plane carried 284 passengers and crew was traveling from Vancouver to Sydney, but was diverted to Hawaii. 30 people were taken to the hospital. Nine had severe injuries. Uh, let's see if anyone was diverted. Um Air Canada and Boeing 777-200 jet encountered sudden clear air turbulence. Two hours past Hawaii. And he, he, the guy said, we, we all hit the roof and everything fell in. So, wow, fell down. Wow. What a, what it, it didn't say that, but we're, we're going to find out the, you know, uh, behind the hour or half hour if there's any updates on that. And uh, there was a couple other. We tried to bring up everyone with all the the news of the uh, Friday night. Uh, they had uh, you hear about uh, Representative uh, Savio Cortez and another one from uh, Michigan. Uh, she's a congresswoman. Well, they're talking about the horrible conditions that the immigrants had. Yes, to I was watching this on CNN today. Yes, the, they had the video of just how yeah. bad these uh, these places are. Overcrowded. Yeah, unbelievable. Without supplies. They're trying to they're trying to raise uh, they're trying to get Congress to pass a pass something so they can just uh, spend what they need to to get the basic there right. on site. But they're having a hard time getting those uh, purse strings. Well, you know, what I think well, it is uh, when when they do something like that. When the crazy stuff happens, it just, uh, you know, it just comes out. Whatever it's going to be, the you know, the, the real story, it's going to come out. And you know about Jeffrey Epstein. He reportedly wired 350000 to two people after a bombshell 2018 report. I think this is going to be like a hurricane, the story. Oh, just like Stormy Daniels was with President oh, Trump yeah. in the beginning. And, and, also, going on. and also they say that Trump was one of his uh, early passengers. See, they flew planes to get after these 14-year-old girls. Could you imagine? Oh, that's terrible. No, that's I just can't imagine that. That's a, that's an awful crime to commit. And uh, I know the charges are very serious against him. Uh -huh. So he's, uh, he's facing some time in prison, it looks like, and he won't be getting out of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He... It's just too strange, the whole, the whole thing, you know. Uh, yeah, what else victims. is in the news? Uh, the Governor Gavin Newsom signs wildfire bill to pay the victims of the horrible wildfires. That happened about a month ago. So he's been, which is good, he's been behind that. And, you know, uh, and there was a big trade in the NBA. Uh, Chris Paul going from Houston Rockets to Oklahoma City. And they got uh, Russell Westbrook. So what a trade that was! It was a yeah. Houston Rockets were certainly in the playoffs. They were contending. Yeah, but great now they'll be better. Last now, yeah, now they'll be, be better. better they got Russell uh, Westbrook. But unbelievable right. how much money that would have been, you know. So um, anyway, uh, uh, we'll see what happens. But major star. But, uh, he he's happy. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger terminates Trump. Over a diet rant, I'm still here. The actor fired back with a dig about Trump's refusal to disclose his tax returns. Arnold said today that, and I tweeted about Donald Trump's remark that he died. And Arnold Trump, Arnold Schwarzenegger, ridicules that Trump with tax return jibe 
after the president said he had died. Can you imagine? Crazy. No, stuff. I haven't heard. I yeah, haven't well, heard Arnold, that one. But Arnold pays his taxes. That's that's for sure. And he, yeah. he sure did a good job of only accepting a dollar uh, per year while he was governor of California. He wouldn't accept the 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 yearly uh, income right. of being governor. That's true. Yeah, now President Trump should do the same true. thing. Uh, with he his should. Presidency. He don't need the money. Yeah. He doesn't, no. He don't need the million dollars. He can give it to someone. You know? Uh, what Good else going to tell you? And, uh, another thing um, we're going to mention, we're going to mention about, um, oh, God, about the, the girl that got killed in Utah. You know, they, they found all, you know, the guy that killed her. It was a yeah, violent crime. Uh, that happened that uh, you know the guy went into her house which is horrible so they're telling more about what happened so um, unbelievable stuff what a violence yeah violence is just part of the system it's inevitable and when it pops up and it's not to protect somebody it's just awful I think anybody who's a victim of violence who's not being protected you know violence is meant to protect too Everybody put, right. their, put their hands up together to defend each other. Right. Um, and so uh, it's unfortunate when these targeted victims of violence, you know, school shootings and uh, bars, gay bars going on. And, and now people, you know, you just have to worry about being in your own home. Yes, right. Like, like this lady here. But, well, you know, um, I hope that they, they, they get the, the, the man who did that and put him in prison. Uh, for, I hope so too. The, I hope I hope they do it. You know, NR, you know the NRA. Well, the DC Attorney General subpoenaed NRA financial records, saying that uh, the president it, it was stealing money from the NRA. That should be interesting to see what happens with that. You I know, got a glimpse of that a couple months ago, uh, where the CEO or uh, the president of the NR, NRA was. Uh, in a conflict with the, the the CEO, it was the president and CEO, or uh, one of the major players in the NRA, NRA uh, was uh-huh. having a conflict with the president because of uh, special uh, givings of funds to these smaller companies uh, within within the, their their network. They were being supported by the, the president with the funds of the NRA, and it didn't look right. So he was he didn't fight the case. Or fight the issue right. with the president, but he stepped down and wasn't—he was not reelected uh, to his position again by the NRA. So they well, have, the NRA has the problem. Well, they have yeah. that. They have the same guy there who's a crook, and he and he was taking shots at people. And I think he should take a shot at himself, you know, because you know, because the NRA is all about money, and the more money they have, they fight you know different political causes. So that's what they're about. So we'll hear more about the NRA. I think this is a never-ending story, right? And then right. what what we could do also, we're gonna we'll, we'll switch into um, you know Jim Mattis, who was the Secretary of Defense under right. uh, Trump. He said yes. it's a needless disruption to have a leadership vacuum, and he said that uh, Trump's administration. There's a vacuum in each department. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's, it's impossible for things to move in that environment. Uh, you you, know, you can't, get, and he uh, you can't really get anything to move. And with Trump, there's always he blames other people instead he of. He sure himself. has lost a lot of cabinet members. I, I forget the number, but it's a uh, well. It's well, the guys, the people are gone. The cabinet members are gone. Yeah, they're but walking away, possibly as being asked to resign. Uh, sometimes, but um, what a what a number of uh, uh, you know it's taken on on his. Uh, oh yeah, his president. Just think, just think with Trump, of all the people that resigned, because he doesn't really have a complete uh, list. All these people resigned. Sarah Sanders. Sarah Sanders was surprising when she stepped down. Uh, she's well, no I longer think she uh, was pressured. I think she was pressured because she said things that she lied about. You know? Oh, yeah. She That's was keeping, what I think. Keeping the cover. Uh, keeping yeah, because Trump safe. why would you, why would you lie about, you know, real substance going on in the White House? 
you know? It's yeah. strange. You have, you, people are certainly going after the president. Uh, lawsuits are being filed. I remember oh, yeah. back, back when we were talking in the studio, just as uh, President Trump, his university, the, the, the fraud that he, uh, he was guilty of committing uh, with his university. Oh, yeah. Well, I told you, I don't think he's real. He's not real yeah. because how could you be president and, uh, and everything you say, he battles people. Why? You know? He just right. battles people, and I think that's crazy. I he's really going to lose and one day or, or wake up. He's going to wake up one day and, and realize that people are only trying to give him the best advice possible and right. that he should listen. And uh, there's nothing more to say about that. It's just people from all different sides are trying to give him the best advice to, to run the country. And he right. doesn't seem to want to listen to anybody. He's very uh, very stubborn. Yeah, he, he is. He wants, and... wants to do it his way. Yeah, that's true, and that's what is, is killing his uh, White House. Now, Danny, any I want you to. Uh, people wanted to hear about last on the last program we did. You spoke about the assassination attempt on Eisenhower. Yes. Uh huh. And now, is there uh, because I was looking up now? Are there books on the subject? No, actually, this is why I'm so. Uh, I want our audience to follow along with what I'm doing. I have uh-huh. to get to the the National Archives. And records administration, and also uh-huh. to the to the Air Force, the Pentagon, the FOIA, Freedom of Information Act uh, uh, hotline for office. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the the reason why I want our audience members to uh, take a closer look at this assassination attempt is there is no public record of this assassination attempt, and and there certainly isn't uh, a man that was uh, accused of assass- the assassination attempt. He was arrested. And tackled, but I don't know the outcome. He might have been tried. He might have been killed. President Eisenhower right. was very uh, uh, corporal. Uh, no, uh, moral moral punishment for soldiers that were not in line. He would right. he would have our soldiers killed for not fighting. So I would assume that if there was an assassination attempt on his life, he would have probably had that that man killed. Uh, yeah, for, because for the uh, act itself. What it sounds like is like with Patton. Patton did the same thing, you know. Yeah, Patton, he, was, he uh, made his soldiers fight. Right, put them and in they didn't fight through Yeah, right. And, and they would get it from the top, top to the bottom. That's for sure. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you get the bottom where you're on the war in the war zone, and you get it from the top, which uh, would would kill you if you didn't comply to their their uh, commands, right? Their demands on you. So it was a it was a time when. It's very different from our time now today where uh, the military is uh, less strict on the, uh, their, their people. The people that are right. in the military aren't getting killed for, for disobeying. Uh, they're getting let loose, actually, like uh, all these secrets being leaked and, and whatnot. Kate, uh, what was the cross-dresser? Oh, Kent Manning. Um, oh, you're talking about Chelsea Manning. Manning. Okay. Chelsea Manning, yeah. She was let go for for high crimes and uh she's a lot of a lot of tolerance and leniency seems to be the case but not back then um so so what i have for the audience um, go ahead is, it's your show tonight so tell thank people you, cameron yeah it's a blessing yeah it really is a blessing to share this because it was passed down to me uh through my own step-grandfather his name is Gertrude uh-huh. Haver parker and he was able to tell me um a little bit of a story that had some disinformation. He, uh, he first off, when Jose Escamilla was still with us, uh, right. we brought him to his house and we did an interview. And the first thing Jose Escamilla asked my grandfather was, who told you to assassinate the president? And um, my grandfather right. said, no, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't asked to assassinate the president. Um, and then he went on to say that it was in the temporary White House on Lowry Air Force Base where the uh-huh. president, Eisenhower, resided most a lot of the time back in the 50s. Uh, President Eisenhower spent right. a lot of time on Lowry Air Force Base. They had a temporary White House there. And the disinformation story that I got, first of all, uh, I'll, I'll put it out there that the story that I'm about to tell is full of disinformation. My grandfather said that um, they went up above the president's office and they found some wires cut on our, when we, when Jose and I were recording him and interviewing him, he said that it looks suspicious, um, but that's not the case. My aunt um confirmed with me uh told me another 
part of the story. She was recruited by the CIA. Uh-huh. And she was teaching English as a second language in Greece. Uh-huh. And uh, they, she got the royal treatment over there with the State Department. And she became part of the public diplomacy cone with the State Department. And she worked uh-huh. with the fusion teams, the the uh, Central Intelligence Agency, FBI, Department of Homeland Security, all these fusion centers over here in California. She works with them. And, and so she has, when she was uh, being interviewed by the government when they were hiring her, they told her, more about the story uh, about the assassination attempt. They told her that there was a tackle situation and the man was arrested. So okay. my grandfather has been giving a story along the lines of there was an assassination attempt reported, but there was no assassin. And then here comes my aunt with more of the details. Uh, it's been a secret. And it's, it's, it's our audience, you know, if we can just all hone in on just how secretive the government can be and how and how with violence the, the executive office protects its secrets and right. i think that's an interesting subject that the executive office has um what is that um oh do, do, do. it's uh article two the supremacy clause right and um the supremacy clause protects uh the president's office from having to disclose any information um, if it if it affects the safety and security of the president, so they are they have a lot of freedom to commit violent right. crimes. Well, I won't call it a crime, but commit violence in order to protect the president's office. And I right. and I just want I think that if we get a good idea of how this secret was kept from the public, you can go on Google and Wikipedia and look up assassination attempts for all the presidents. And you get a list of all of them, and you get a list of uh, presidents that were shot, that were injured, that there was an assassination attempt, there was someone plotting uh, the right. course of assassination. But no, with President Eisenhower, um, there is no public record of this incident. So um, I, when so I was talking for, to the, So yeah. when you say there's no public record, so things were taken, allegedly. Right, and, and okay. the story was never told. Uh, it was to protect the image. My grandfather said nobody knows the secret because the image of America was being protected. And around 1954, in the World uh-huh. War II and the beginning of peacetime, the end of peacetime, um, when when there was no war, um, America had to have a strong image to lead all the nations, which just divided up the world's spoils. Right. Well, America and Russia just divided up the world's spoils between themselves. And America was leaning on its own side. So it had to protect its image for the leadership of being able to take countries with it along its path and history. And um, it wouldn't have been so easy for, for America to lead if uh, the world knew that infiltration happened at the highest levels of the, the, the country. And um, what I'm really interested to find out, Cameron, is um, yeah. if, what they... What they, if they uh, categorized the assassin as a foreign threat or was he a homeland security threat? Because I have two different theories on who this okay. person might, might be tied to. I have a theory of the Nazis infiltrating because uh, Eisenhower is fighting the Nazis. And, and so I have a theory You're talking about the Nazis that, when you're talking about Nazis. These are after the war, World War II, This is right? after the war, yes. And right. so the infiltration of, of America... The, the enemy is real. I think our audience needs to get a, a wake-up call on this, too. The enemy is real, right. a foreign threat uh, that comes to the, the United States so close to the president. Um, this is just how – this is just getting to the, the nerves, the nervous center of the United States of America right. and uh, hitting a nerve so hard that um, it would send a shockwave throughout the world, this kind of news. Um, and I think our generation today could appreciate how important this secret – uh, really is and how it affects history. Um, you know, history is being controlled by language, uh, by uh-huh. people who are being taught uh, how to teach our children the correct history of what America has gone through. And so right. um, our, our, our academic system for our children is in a small war, not, not fought with a lot of violence, but one with enough violence to keep a secret from being taught to our public. Right. School system and, and to the generations that are that are coming into existence, uh, they're going with that. They're living an alternative history where this um, 
where, where American secrets are a little extra historical. They have their own compartment and their uh-huh. own little space to live in, I'd say. It's like a little house that, um, that preserves these secrets, lets them live on to uh, whatever full extent, whatever, whatever extent is possible without disclosing uh-huh. what happens. So um, it's really kind of a scary thing to think that the executive office went to such great measures to um, to hide this from being taught to our children, uh, because oh, our, sure. our children, yeah, our children, and when we get to our university level uh, colleges, uh, we we learn about this history because it it helps us it helps us understand our past, helps uh-huh. us understand who we are, and it helps us say you know we have reasons to fight for our freedom. You know, our our presidents right. are being assassinated, or they're being targeted constantly uh, to be taken uh-huh. out by a foreign threat. So. Yeah, so I have this, so the, the theory of the Nazis is after the war, infiltration happening, because we did take the scientists from the Nazis, the Project Paperclip. Um, we had Nazi scientists working with our scientists. Um, I believe America took the, the jets and Russia took the rockets. That's why Sputnik was up in space first before America, and, and America took the jets, um, the jet propulsion systems, uh-huh. Uh, that the Nazis were discovering for themselves, and they continued to work on them, uh, the, these plans in America, and and it ties into um, the work I was doing with Mr. Berg and uh, this UFO technology that the Nazis brought over it was during the time of Eisenhower. Right. And so um, Eisenhower was, you know, we all hear the story of Eisenhower. Uh, he is the one who nice met guy. firsthand. Yeah, nice met firsthand with extraterrestrials. Yeah, firm handshake, but um, uh, but very nice guy. Um, but he uh, he it said uh, met with firsthand with extraterrestrials. And here for our listeners, if you haven't heard this conspiracy theory, um, President Eisenhower was said to make an agreement with extraterrestrials for their in exchange for the technology right. uh, to be used with the United States to um, allow the extraterrestrials to. Uh, experiment. Basically, all these abduction stories are right. um, are based on Eisenhower's agreement to let American public be um, abducted and experimented on uh-huh. uh, in exchange for the technology. And Vice President Nixon was very close to this as well. He was very close to um, the military-industrial complex with Eisenhower. He had his he had his power and control um, in the flying saucer. Jackie Gleason was a base, famous baseball player that Richard Nixon was said to have taken into an, an Air Force oh, base to Jackie show. Oh, Gleason. Yeah, the actor. Yes. Yeah, it was an actor. That's right. Yeah. And he was he was taken in by Richard Nixon to this Air Force base where they he showed him the corpse of a an extraterrestrial. But right. um, before I go, d- like, going so far into actually believing that, I have to take a step back and ask myself, can we eliminate the extraterrestrial um, part here and just go with Nazis? Because that's um, fine. The Nazis, that's fine. The Nazis, tech, yeah, the, Na- the Nazis, I think, um, may actually be the extraterrestrial agreement that we're talking about in the public with, uh-huh. these conspir- with this conspiracy theory. I think that um, I'm pretty sure and certain. Um, I have I have a good faith and reasonable certainty to believe that. Um, this is Nazi technology being held um, out of the reach of the government. Um, right. So it goes into a little further detail or, um, about the government being out of control of uh-huh. this technology and the Nazis actually succeeding in, in um, withholding the technology because of their superior knowledge on how this right. technology works. So they have, they have it in their possession, in their mind, to uh, withhold uh, this technology from the government, and then, you know, to make things worse, to have an assassination attempt on the president while you're withholding the most top secret, right. most important technology the planet has ever come in contact with. Right. Um, so that's my theory: is that um, Nazis were still at work after World War II, infiltrating, um, getting their hands on, keeping their hands close to this technology that has developed under uh, close close observation of our, our U.S. government with the scientists from the right. from the Nazis. 
Um, and so it really kind of makes me wonder, is America actually free from the Nazis or not? Because uh, we won the war on the ground, but the, the secrets that America is still keeping today uh, about the top, the top secret technology of UFOs, flying saucers, artificial intelligence, uh, the public's not getting any, any whiff of this. Uh, right. And it, it doesn't seem like, yeah, the government is is open about uh, having this technology, and and it really muddles in with this Eisenhower assassination attempt, uh, because if it was, for instance, a Nazi infiltrator that got close to the, the president, uh, his hands are, the other Nazi hands are throughout the government as well, and right. uh, making making it easy for Nazis to steal the technology. Uh, America assumes it has control over all the parts of flying saucers. But right. sure enough, one day, here comes uh, a very super intelligent Nazi scientist uh, who may have been an American who sided with the Nazis, took advantage right. of his knowledge and said, uh, the, this is Nazi technology. I understand it. You don't. I'm going to take it from you. And, right. um, and it really leaves America in a war. You know, America right. is, is helpless with the superior knowledge of scientists uh, of this technology. And um, I think it's a mortal wound um, if it were to have been uh, a Nazi infiltrator with President Eisenhower on Lowry Air Force Base. Um, it's just America can't take a whooping from the top. It's not supposed to right. be beaten down from the top. It's supposed right. to fight its wars on the ground. And when it's being... Um, uh, controlled from the, the very highest levels of security uh, by foreign a foreign threat or someone who sides with a foreign threat because of superior knowledge of the know-how of this technology and says, you know, here's an opportunity to just take out the United States without even starting a war. I'm just right. We just have right. to basically steal this technology. And they're called the secreteers. Uh, Mr. Berg was informing me that uh, to get the, the patent, uh, for Deep Space Particle Accelerator Corporation back in 1974, they had to get it past the this, this, uh, secret um, process government. It's the part of the government that uh -huh. overlooks all, all technology and how it works. And if it's too secretive for the public, they won't allow it to be made into a patent. They'll keep it. When right. they were making the cell phone, uh, when the first person, I forget his name, started uh, coming up with the cell phone idea, Early on, before before cell phones came out, the government took control of that and didn't allow cell phones to be uh, distributed or That's manufactured. True. Yeah, so that they really true. have their eye. Yeah, they have their eye on all technology and how it works. And they, the problem America is facing is keeping up with the superior knowledge. Now, right. um, Nazis may have very well dabbled with extraterrestrials, and I'm not I'm not completely opposed to that theory. Um, well, it makes sense because uh, uh, World War II they had a lot of technology that they they've never talked about. Cause, you know, because uh, I even heard where Hitler met the UFOs. Oh, he did. I never heard that before. So we're kind yeah. of like standing on a precipice here with uh, world leaders meeting. Right, with, and I think he knows uh, more than he's letting on. Yeah, because you know the president uh, knows more about what's happening. And by the way, there was. One thing, as you were saying, uh, getting to the uh, sightings, there was a unique sighting, uh, I think, in what's going to happen in, in uh, Area 51. I mean, some people, you know, they, Art Bell talked about it yesterday. Not Art Bell, but, uh, you know, Nori. Oh, he passed. Uh, yeah, George Nori. God bless him. Yeah, Nori, Nori talks about that a hundred thousands of people are planning to storm. Area 51, to find truth of alien contact. Now, to find proof of alien contact, more than 120,000 individuals have pledged to meet up and storm Nevada's desert area 51. Isn't that, that interesting? That sounds a lot like Eisenhower, uh, Cameron. Eisenhower had to deal with Area 51 himself, too. He was, a, right. he was the only president with a five-star general uh, position. He didn't have right. anybody telling him he couldn't know what was going on because President Trump and like many other presidents 
have a limited amount of security uh, clearance. Right. They can't know everything that the CIA and the National Reconnaissance is doing uh, for uh, right. just for the sake of protecting the executive office right. um, from from knowing what has to be done. Uh, President Eisenhower sent in um, two men. I forget their names, but John Michael Capaldi and I were talking about uh, these two men one oh, day. Oh, recently? No, quite some time, quite oh. some time ago. Uh-huh. But um, he had to threaten Area 51 with a military invasion. It sounds like what's happening right now with the public is that they're gathering right. and mustering forces to go into Area 51, like President Eisenhower threatened, for the extraterrestrial purpose. The extraterrestrial reason: what is behind these gates? Um, is uh-huh. this an extraterrestrial base, and are we? Are we uh, discovering, are we uh, exchanging extraterrestrial technology with extraterrestrials or not? Uh, Eisenhower right. was faced with that dilemma himself. And uh, it's, it's a great segue going into the American public and uh, the, so, the society. It's kind of like a secret society. you got this um, right. scientists, engineers, and mathematicians all trying to find out. Now, here's the thing. There's this black diamond mineral and, um, yeah, tell us more about that. I've, you told all me. right. Um, there's a, it's a mineral. It's a dielectric material, and it can be used to um, – it can be accelerated with the right electrical system to near the speed of light, and it stays cool. It doesn't heat up. Okay. And so a lot of scientists at JPL uh, right now are trying to find out how to create this black diamond for um, that stays cool that can um, – that can uh, store information and basically work. That would be the uh, the newest breakthrough for computer and, and uh, information technology uh, for the government. Um, if right. they had this this mineral that can stay cool and store information, um, and you know it's it's used for a plethora of things. You know this mineral uh, may very well also be part of how. Um, the electrical propulsion system with UFOs, flying saucers works as well. So um, you got these people in the public who are right on the precipice of breaking through this uh, new discovery, and uh-huh. it can go in ma- many different directions. It can it can help save the planet um, by placing uh, laser guns with that emit this particle up on the International Space Station. It uh-huh. can be used as weapons. It can be pointed down like the mother load. We always have the mother load pointing down on Russia and China. That's true. It's uh-huh. our it's our med- major defense system. Um, but if you take this technology that can send particles at near the speed of light with this mineral, and you take it up to Jupiter on a on a reconnaissance mission or or Mars, this can be facing back to Earth and and right. be a devastating uh, uh, a security threat for any any nation that wants to venture out into deep space and place this technology with this mineral on it because it can be used as a weapon. Uh, So we have, you know, you have this public, um, 120,000 people planning Uh to march into Area 51. You know, there are the scientists and engineers and mathematicians were stalking me while I was working for my company. When I started out here in California, uh, I was working at the consulate offices of Israel, Denmark, Uh Greece, um, all sorts of different consulate offices by UCLA and Westwood before I moved to Washington, D.C. and got to work with the senators and the committees over there and Congress. And I've worked with the intelligence community over there as well. CIA and National Reconnaissance Office always were assisting me uh, throughout this process of bringing this mineral to the government. And um, and this is where I encountered that war where um, this technology is out of the hands of the public for sure, it's out of the hands of every military because I, I went to the embassies in the in Washington uh-huh. D.C. and I spoke with the military attaches and made sure that this technology wasn't ha- uh, wasn't handled being handled or or used anywhere on the planet. And I was able to report that to the CIA as well. I said, you know, my work as I applied for the CIA, I was doing work like the CIA. I was actually exploring the whole entire planet, militaries and making sure that this particle was not found in any one of them. And I was able to right. report that the this mineral is in the hands of this person only, the diplomat of Los Angeles, Joseph E. Berg, um, is the only person who has this technology. Right. Um, 
in the private in the public. And, uh-huh. and it was my job to bring it to the government for funding. And so I come across this path where I'm working with Wright-Patterson Air Force Material Command, and uh, I'm given a list of different Air Force research laboratories. And Kirtland Air Force Base has a directed energy program that fits the company's uh, uh, goals. And so uh-huh. Kirtland took it upon themselves to send it to uh, Edwards Air Force Base here in Palmdale, um, to their electrical propulsion laboratory, it's called RQ West, and I was informed by the chief of security there that they have scientists from Russia, China, Israel, Japan, all studying this technology that I was bringing to them. And it was there, uh-huh. and it, it was by the it was by the decision of the Air Force that led me to um, this conclusion that uh, the Air Force already has this material or something very similar to it, because based on originality, uh, the Air Force uh, decided not to fund the company for for maturing and, de- and deployment of, of this electrical system into space. And uh-huh. so uh, based on originality, they said, we already have technology very similar to this. And, and I was informed that flying saucers um, are part of the Skunk Works program, right. Area 51, a fully operational program. I was... That was disclosed to me because of my work with Mr. Berg and the CIA, a uh, very right. high-up official, T.J. Turner, Chief of Security of Area 51 in Edwards. Uh, he was baffled. I said, Mr. Berg told me the flying saucer I saw on July 19th of 2013 around 3 p.m. in broad daylight in Covina, California, was ours. And he, right. TJ, TJ said, no, he didn't. He didn't tell you that, did he? And he was very serious. He said, no, right. that's not true. And he said, hold on, Danny. And he went to the back. He went in his office, and I heard the security um, beeping his door. He was locking his door, and he said, Danny, uh-huh. I have something to tell you. That flying saucer that you saw is ours, and it's a skunk works wow. program. Oh, and, um, and so, uh-huh. Yes. And so Mr. Berg was very closely tied into the flying saucer um, technology itself. He was on it. He was the one building it, engineering it, um, keeping it secret, keeping it safe, keeping it away from people who shouldn't have their hands on it. Mr. Berg was such a special person, and it was such an honor to work with him. But it was his word that was immutable and um, sovereign that gave me, uh, that made TJ tell me that um, flying saucers are real and that we produce them and that they are in a private sector for the military-industrial complex. Right. And he also informed me that this uh, technology with flying saucers and with lasers, now now lasers and electrical systems all work as propulsion systems with flying saucers, right. uh-huh. and they teleport objects. Now, TJ also told me, Dr. Frank Mead Jr.'s project he connected you to back in 2007, uh, teleportation physics study, actually... You know, it's not a study anymore. He actually found a way to teleport objects with lasers. So um, these scientists in the public working at JPL, looking for funding, looking for opportunities for their computer systems to be put into work and practice, uh, and for uh, mainly computers is what JPL is working on, getting this mineral for. But um, they'll go to great lengths. Uh, to be the first ones to do it in the public. Now, we already know the government has it, and we already know that the government has scientists who've worked on it who brought it into the private sector, but the public is still right there at this moment in time, so close to figuring out how to make it themselves. And so once this happens, you know, once, once JPL cracks the code, there's a scientist there, JPL, Mr. Berg, was telling me about that knows about the dielectric material that we were using. And so uh-huh. he's letting his students figure it out for himself right now. He's not intervening or stepping in and saying, here is what the, is what, this is how and what you're looking for. Uh, this is how it works. This is what we have here. He's not, this, I don't know the scientist's name, but he's not um, intervening at all. He's letting the students come up with it. Right. And I had the privilege of, speaking with this brilliant JPL professor, um, and he just made Einstein sound like cake. 
he made you understand right. it real simple. And um, he was, I showed him the company that I was working for, and he's like, we're working on uh, finding a, a black diamond to work for right. computers right now. And so this dielectric material, it just, uh, it helps, uh, you know, with major breakthroughs that we're all going to have sometime in the future. I'd say in the next 10 years, 15 years, they're going to crack that code and they're going to have their computer systems and JPL will be funded for all sorts of different powerful artificial intelligence with it. Right. Um, but I don't know how far it will go into the military as far as um, being a weapon. Now, they, well, you never, you JPL, never know. You never yeah, know. JPL wasn't talking about uh, weaponizing the mineral. They were talking about using it for a computer, but you never right. know, like you said, once it's in the hands of, of scientists who understand it for themselves now, this new generation of scientists and engineers and mathematicians, once they get it to a science where they understand it, you know, the whole world's going to change, and America's going to have to open up its its basement and say, you know, we already have this here. We've been keeping it secret right. from the it's public. old technology. Yeah, it's old technology, and it's not original. What you're trying right. to figure out right now isn't original. It's just so difficult to understand. It's taken us this much time to understand it, too. Right, um, And it's so true. very few people, yeah, so many people, very few people on the planet and um, understand it. And that's what really um, gets to me about the United uh-huh. States not understanding the technology. They have JPL working on it still, trying to crack the code, but they don't understand it still themselves. And so that it's an even weaker image of the United States of America that um, is coming out, you know, and it's dangerous. If a weak image of America comes out for the world to see, that's 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 the end of our leadership for this right. planet. That's true. We can't, you know, if this... This image of not understanding technology, but taking it like a big bully in war and from the Nazis and saying, we want you to work on it with us. Right. But it didn't work out. They kept it. They stole it. They brought it. They waited 50 years. Now, Mr. Berg waited 50 years uh, to bring that. I think Mr. Berg was an innovation person, you know, of what you told me. And he, he had to bring it out because that was his work, was right. to bring out this new technology. You know? Yes, and so I did 50 years of work in one year, he said. He said, Danny, do you realize oh, yeah, definitely. you did 50 years of work in Washington, D.C. in just one year by bringing out what he kept secret um, for 50 years? And he always told me, he said, Danny, it's been 50 years since this technology was put into a patent, and they still don't understand it. It's an unknown force that this right. electrical system that he knows how to create, along with um, the dielectric material that no one uh-huh. knows how to create, the two are just um, a specimen of this planet. You know, it's what we live for. It's what our right. meaning is here on Earth right now. And if we, our audience members could just understand that America right now is in the, the grips of, right. of not being able to, number one, understand it, number two, not being able to, keep it under control, having it stolen. And um, number three, um, having a war uh, with our government. Um, This is a war that's not being fought with violence because America can't fight back. It can't fight the enemy. And so, and it's still a war because it's, it's decaying. It's, it's rotting the, the inner, inner parts of America that are supposed to be independent and strong. And it's just Allegedly. withering away. You know, America is withering away, and I I, I feel sad for it because right. um, I think maybe Mr. Berg kept this to himself for 50 years, watched the scientists go without understanding it for so long, that this was more of a security check, a security right. test. You know, I'm going to put it out here. This is the technology that you have, but you don't understand still, and that you require scientists to to work it for you still to help you understand what you need to do. Um, And, and so it really brings out the critters from the woodwork. You know, when you go deep inside the department of energy or you go deep inside Wright Patterson air force material command and you start having all these bells ring and freaking people out at the highest level saying, 
why is this top secret technology of ours being brought to us by this gentleman right here for funding? Right. It, it makes no sense that we would fund what we have for ourselves in the most top secret laboratories to a private company who's saying, here, we're ready to mature and deploy this into outer space to protect the planet and to terraform Mars and to right. possibly accelerate even more than 86% of the speed of light if you send it near Jupiter. You know, it might right. just keep on accelerating up until the point now it was skeptical about reaching the speed of light um, with this material. Uh, but he, Mr. Berg, believed by the time it reached Mars from the ISS, it would take four minutes at 86% of the speed of light um, to impact and implant itself into Mars's, um, right. Mars's surface. Danny, we got, we, got, we got one more minute. On oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah we'll, so we'll, we'll have next week we can do more. But, you know, for today it was pretty interesting, you know. Right. So, I just want to get one last thing about the American public. Yeah, go public. ahead real quick. We got um, one minute. Okay, so if you guys and gals out there happen to come across some technology that's being put out there by an individual, support that person. Don't be greedy. Don't be envious. Right. Uh, don't think that whatever what other people have, you can have. Entitlement isn't the name of the game of this technology. It just needs to be put out there and used. So uh, don't feel left out. Don't don't feel like you're losing. You don't have anything of your own that America right. is keeping something from you. Uh, just be honor your mother and father. Don't get in their way. They're still living their lives. Um, make your own path and make your own way. And right. soon enough, we'll all have this. That's true. Anyway, Danny, thanks so much for coming on tonight. We have exactly one second. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Cameron Live. Next week, we're going to get more into the UFO world. And soon, I will be making my visits. Danny will join me on some trips down the road. So uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I oh, it'll really be fun. can't it's wait. Fun to go. And then next year, we'll 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 go to you know we'll go to. Uh, as they contact in the desert and all that. But this year, we're going to miss all that, and we'll do the other stuff. But I want to I'd thank love to Danny get in touch much. with Laura Eisenhower again. Well, you get Laura will put on, and then we'll put some other people. But I want to thank the people at BBS Radio for allowing us to have the show, and also uh, Danny uh, Cruz. And we will, you know, uh, we will see you next week. And good night from Los Angeles.